everyone. It's Emily here, and I'm super excited for today's episode where I will interview my friend Katie Taylor from Taylor Physical Therapy and Women's Wellness, and she is going to be diving into some issues that we as women are really often uncomfortable talking about, and we also don't know to expect these problems until after they've happened to us, and they can sometimes be really embarrassing. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Katie today as we talk about ways that women can advocate for their, especially their pelvic health before and after pregnancy in particular. So get excited for Katie to join us. Hey everybody, it's Emily here, and today I'm excited to introduce you to one of my favorite products that we make at Raise Them Well, and that is our prenatal vitamins. We developed these vitamins when I was pregnant with our second son, Hutch, and really, Dr. Wiggy formulated them just for me. They have the most bioavailable forms of methylfolate and methyl B12 and very high quality ingredients, and they are affordable. The best part is even now, even though I'm done with having babies, I'm still taking these prenatal vitamins. They are a great multivitamin for women and for teenage girls as well. So make sure you check them out in our Raise Them Well store. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here, and I'm so excited to welcome to the Healthy Discourse podcast today, my friend, Katie Taylor, and I'm really excited for Katie to tell you a little bit more about herself, but one of the things that I love that we have in common is, actually, there's two things that I know for sure we have in common, and that is, number one, that there's not one right solution or answer for everyone, especially when it comes to things like women's health, and also that we want to advocate for women to figure out what the answers are to some of these really challenging problems and to become advocates for their own health and to take the time and and to spend the energy that's so important for all of the areas on our in our lives to make sure we are taking care of ourselves in some of these really really important areas especially so Katie welcome will you please tell us Thank a little bit you. about you yeah Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited about this and um, to talk about this today. Yeah, so my name is Dr. Katie Taylor and I own Taylor Physical Therapy and Wellness. I just started my practice in November of 2020, so just a few months ago. Um, I have been practicing for about 10 years. Um, My family and I just moved back here to the area in March, uh, the week that North Carolina shut down. So, and I just found that there was a really big need in this area for women's health. And so I said, okay, God, we're going to do this and started my own practice in the middle of a pandemic. And it's been a huge blessing. Um, It is booming and growing much faster than I thought, because again, I think there's such a need for it. So all exciting things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful to have you. And I will tell you, I really wish that I had had someone like you personally um, in my circle and probably to be a patient around the time that I was having my children. And I know that it's a huge need. And I've also even heard like everyone needs to see some sort of pelvic floor specialist. 
during and after pregnancy. And I, I think at this point, I know I would agree with that. But at the time, I don't think I even actually knew what that meant. And so we're going to dig deeper into all of that today. But I wanted to start before we dig into some of these really specific issues with just a, a short discussion about women and how we generally put ourselves and our our care last. And I'm not talking about self-care in a frivolous kind of way. I'm talking about our actual health that determines the way we feel and are able to function. And we, what is, what do you feel is happening with women in this day and age? And why are we neglecting our health in such tremendous ways. Yeah. I mean, gosh, everything you just said. So I just had a patient yesterday, actually, she's a mom of three and on such a basic health level, she has not been to, um, even to go for her annual, uh, pap smear or to have a well check visit or to address some postpartum depression, um, and all of the pelvic floor things that, that she was uh, here to see me for. And so I think that it really stems, we're inherently such givers and we give, give, give to our spouses. And then if there's children that come into our family and into our lives, we give, give, give to them. Um, If we do anything outside the home um, in terms of working, like for me, like I give, give, give to my patients. And um, it's so easy for us to focus our time, energy, and efforts on other people, on other things, um, and to neglect our ourselves. And I think that it's so, so important for women to understand that you can do all of those things, but you're going to do them so much better if you are well taken care of and if you have excellent health and if we can get you to a place where you feel fulfilled and whole about, you know, Emily <laughs> and mm-hmm. how you might go about your life doing that, you're going to be so much better able to care for your kids, to work and be successful, um, to be a good wife and all those things. It just clicks so much better. Um, so I think that can sometimes be helpful for women to hear um, to think about self-care. Yeah, sure. Yes. And it's, I mean, you're right. Like you said, if we are feeling terrible or even not optimized or burnt out and, you know, all the things that we've heard about, especially over this last year that so many women feel, if we're not addressing them and we're just hoping that they're going to get better, we're really setting ourselves up for bigger problems down the road that do take more intervention and more more just extra and time and money and all of those things to address versus taking investing those little bits at a time to do things like establish a relationship at a a a clinic like yours and so um you know i think that's just something we've got to we've got to make sure we're thinking about first because i think some of the things we're going to talk about women can are definitely going to identify with but i want to encourage from the get-go to that this is not just something to acknowledge as a problem, but actually to um, make sure that we're taking the steps to address it and to do our best to um, treat and and to get better, right? And to yeah. be, that it is actually possible, I think, is it, yeah. it is possible. 
and it's not as overwhelming maybe as we might think. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important too, because so many women think I don't have the time to do this, or I just don't, how can I fit this in? Um, And I will probably dive into this a little bit more, but so much of our approach can just be education. Like, let's just be more aware of certain things. And so it's not something that can be super time consuming um, and take, you know, so many multiple treatment sessions as much as it is just bringing that sense of awareness. Mm, That's good. And I think that's another thing that we do is we are a lot of just people, not just women. We do not know how bad we feel because we don't know how to listen to our bodies. And so we're, we're so used to feeling not right that we don't even remember what it feels like to feel well and we don't take the time or the or allow the self-awareness to even understand where those imbalances might be happening so um just want to encourage everyone to just actually listen to your body how are you feeling what is not feeling like it should where where is the energy where are the energy lapses and um just to recognize that right to that's a very good starting point. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's yeah. dive yeah. into pregnancy. So yeah. I know. Let's. Yes. So, um, and, and specifically, I want to talk about the pelvic floor during pregnancy and kind of what happens. But let's start with talking about exercising while pregnant because I love that you um, and a lot of your messaging don't talk about all of the limiting the limitations that we need to be following with exercise during pregnancy, but instead customizing what a, an exercise program might look like depending on the mom. And that's something that's always been really important to me. And I always have been in the camp that feels that what you are doing before pregnancy, most, most often, of course, there's all kinds of different, pregnancy is not just one category, Mm -hmm. right? We're all different in that too. But during a kind of normal, general, healthy pregnancy, what we're doing before should allow us and help us to determine what we can do and should do during way more than, you know, an article we read on the internet might um, might do. And I will tell you, I lifted heavy weights throughout both of my pregnancies with my boys and I had people scold me. I had <laughs> lots of dirty looks. Yeah. People would come and, and say, like, I can't believe you're doing that. Shouldn't you stop? You know, I mean, you name it, it happened. And it actually gave me a chance to, you know, calm people down. But there is such a conception that you have to follow these five rules every single person, every single time while pregnant. So let's just talk about that yeah. for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So I think let's start by understanding the pelvic floor and what that, what does that mean? So the pelvic floor is a collection of muscles, um, just like we have in many other places in our body that acts as a sling. So picture almost like a little hammock, a sling between the front of our pelvis. So where our pubic bone is. And that's the starting point. It goes underneath and attaches all the way in the back around, imagine where um, your tailbone is. And so this collection of muscles helps to support our bladder, 
our uterus and our rectum. So when we are pregnant and baby is growing and that uterus sits on top of the bladder, just to kind of give you an idea of um, how that's oriented, as your uterus grows, the shape of your pelvis is changing as our hormones um, come into play to prepare for delivery. There's a lot that goes on in the pelvis and in the pelvic floor um, in terms of the changes and things that we need to understand during pregnancy. Um, and what I find is that many women uh, are not sure well, what in the world, I know I need to be healthy during pregnancy, but what does that mean? How do I stay active? What is safe for me to do? What's not safe for me to do? What should I avoid? And unfortunately, many women are not getting guidance on that. And so they either kind of um, hibernate, if you will, and they don't know what's safe. So they end up not doing anything. Um, maybe they walk and they do, you know, some simple things like that. Um, but they're not really doing targeted things to prepare for birth and prepare their pelvic floor, prepare their core um, and their back and spine for the marathon of birth, but then also postpartum and how we can really set a woman up for success um, in terms of that, that recovery. Um, and in terms of just, like you said, generally speaking, when we think of exercise, if a woman is got a low risk pregnancy, she is active and healthy and doing a variety of fitness activities before pregnancy, that's generally going to be safe for her to continue during pregnancy. Um, there are some things that we generally are not going to want mom to do. Like I don't recommend people do contact sports, <laughs> for example, right. um, or to take up, you know, maybe even horseback riding that would it be like a hunt seat where you're jumping. There's just certain things that we're still going to have a little caution with, with pregnancy. Um, but as a general guideline, women need to be getting 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity exercise. And that needs to ideally be varied in cardiovascular work, strength training exercises, um, and then some flexibility um, work. So we make sure, again, um, we really are preparing the body for labor and delivery and then also postpartum. Right. Right. And I, I mean, I think it's I can think of so many people that did kind of what you said, and it's sort of that, you know, the hibernating or, and a lot of times, like you said, out of fear, right. and then ended up having really difficult labor and delivery and recovery. Yes. And then later realized even, you know, I should have not played it quite so quote safe, we'll say, I don't know that that's an accurate term, right. but um. And of course, like you said, we, I mean, what I found is, and just like always, like now that I'm not 22 anymore, like it's listening to your body and making modifications when you start to feel that something's not right is so often what we need to learn to do versus following a set of rules um, that we read on the internet. So right. I love, yeah. I love that advice. Let's dig into some of the things that nobody likes to talk about, like <laughs> postpartum and continuing postpartum, right? It's not like it just goes away. Um, right. These things like incontinence and pain during intercourse and chronic back pain that 
often we don't realize are linked back to that pelvic floor that we started talking about a few minutes ago. So tell what is actually happening postpartum when all of a sudden, and this is something I was personally, I was not prepared for. I felt like I had a doula. I went, I, I had a water birth with my first child. Um, my second one I had in the admissions unit cause he was in a big hurry, but, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your birth sound like my birth. <laughs> oh, really? Awesome. Well, you know, and I, I, I feel like I was really well prepared for what to expect during childbirth as much as you possibly can be, because no one can fully prepare you for that. But I was not as prepared for some of the things that would be involved in my recovery and not so much the, oh, you need to sit around recovery, but a lot of stuff that was happening with my pelvic floor. Like if I needed to go to the bathroom, I needed to go right now because I can't wait five minutes. That's not actually an option anymore. And um, some of these things with the healing of those muscles and so forth, that can cause a lot of discomfort for women. And we feel like there's something like we just scoff it off to say, oh, like, I know this is, quote, normal. And we just kind of deal with it because we don't know what else to do. So let's dig into some of this hard stuff and talk about what's happening and what can we actually do about it? Yes, all the things. So yeah, I think the big thing that I just want to say from the start is common is not normal. And I have had so many of my girlfriends and patients just say, well, of course I pee my pants when I run now. I've had babies, like everybody does that. And that's just so not the case. And there, yes, there is help. So let's talk about that. So we just talked about pregnancy. And there are certain things that we can do while we are pregnant um, to minimize the effects that the pelvic floor has during delivery. Um, Things like perineal massage and understanding what positions during delivery help to open the pelvic floor up. And there's some research to support the lessening of the chances of tearing um, and having complications during delivery. Um, And so again, I think a lot of that ties into getting that prenatal care and preparing for delivery to minimize that um, and having that trauma that can happen during birth. Um, So I think that's just one other important note um, to make. But yeah, so Mm, in terms of... Just what happens. So there are, we'll take leaking um, as an example. So that means incontinence means that we have um, a small amount. So a dribble or a large amount of urine that is coming out when it's not intended to. And so many moms actually start to notice this during pregnancy. Um, And again, a lot of that is the pressure that the bladder is getting from baby, the way that, um, and I'm sitting here looking at, I have my little model on my treatment table, but the, the uterus literally sits on top of our bladder. And so a lot of what women experience during pregnancy is the bladder is being pushed downward into the pelvis because of the weight of the uterus and the baby on top of that. So that's where that, hey, I'm like nine months pregnant and I feel like I need to pee every five minutes, um, that type of symptom kind of comes into play. So the actual unintended leaking or incontinence that we experience can stem from um, a couple of things. One is that the pelvic floor muscles, remember that hammock 
right? That little analogy. So when our pelvis has a tremendous amount of pressure and it's really stretched because of the pressure of the baby and the uterus, um, the muscles, when a muscle is really lengthened, it actually can't function as well as it should. And so that really lengthened muscle can actually develop some weakness um, some lack of coordination. And so when you have a really full bladder and you go on that run or you sneeze or you cough, the muscle is now really stretched and it's not able to really do its job as well as it should um, to prevent that leaking from, from happening. And so that's one thing that can come into play is how we um, think about the length of that muscle and how to correctly position the muscle. Um, there are a lot of strategies in terms of treatment um, that, that we can do to address that. Um, and then postpartum, when we think about, again, incontinence or that leaking, um, often women will have some form of trauma during birth. Um, and it's actually a common thing that women will have a really small amount of um, skin disruption, tissue disruption during delivery um, because the, the birthing canal is having to stretch so much to allow baby um, to come earthside during delivery that the muscles can actually get tiny micro tears in them during delivery that causes again it's like um you might think of a rotator cuff tear the pelvic floor can actually experience a very similar situation during delivery and so those mm -hmm. um tears or that trauma can lead to incontinence um and then the the second thing that i'll say about postpartum incontinence is that um, the process of delivery just is a marathon. So especially for first time moms, you know, the average labor can be very long in terms of the duration. And so it is as if you were not a runner and you went out and you ran a marathon, your quads the next day would not function. <laughs> you would have a really hard time <laughs> standing. You'd have a hard time walking and heaven help if you tried to go on a run the next day again, they would just be like, I don't think so. I'm not going to do this. And our pelvic floor is the same way. If we have this marathon event of having a baby, not that they can't do their job eventually, but the pelvic floor is like, hey, I just, this is a big deal for me. I just went through this tremendous experience. So I just need a minute <laughs> to recover. Um, right. So even, yes, even when a woman doesn't have a tear, um, she can still experience a little bit of leaking, a little bit of, um, you know, discomfort and pain um, because the muscles, again, are just like, what the heck just happened? I just, I can't do my job right now. Just give me a second because I'm trying to recover. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think that's just it is, is uh, we, I think we often think of because of our, the, especially in the United States, you know, we kind of we look at um, maternity leave links and that kind of thing. And it's compared with other cultures and the way that, um, that things have happened. It's like, we just expect that um, everything's going to just be fine really quickly. And that's not how our bodies recover, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So um, I think that's a really great point. So, and, you know, in terms of, okay, so we've had a woman, she's had um, a, del a vaginal delivery, and she did say it's that 10 pound baby and a really petite woman, and she had 
you know, a grade two, three tear, and now she's developed pain. She's developed incontinence that is beyond that kind of what I was just talking about with sort of normal recovery. Um, how do we, like what, what you said, like, what do we do about that? Um, so it's important for women to understand, and the recent, um, the most recent ACOG guidelines are that, you know, postpartum care be a lot more comprehensive than it once was. And so it's important for women now, and I'm, I really advocate, even if you feel great, for you to get checked by a pelvic floor therapist at that six to 12 week appointment, just like you go back and you might see your midwife, you need to check in with me. And that's what all the patients that I have that I follow during pregnancy all circle back with me after delivery, because it's important to understand what's causing your symptoms, what, what tissue is involved, and then what we need to do about it um, to treat that. Because although the midwives and the OBs are so good at checking things like, okay, we had to do, um, some repair work on that tear how is baby doing how are the medical side of things they are not the people that are going to be addressing the incontinence and the prolapse and the painful intercourse and the the pelvic floor like the orthopedic mechanical side of that that's again going to fall more under the the pelvic floor um, pt so when we think about what do we do about that again it in part depends upon what structures are involved what do we see what tissue has gotten irritated what's gotten um you know maybe weakened or torn um so we can kind of look at that and i always start with an external exam so that's going to be like let me look at your alignment let me look at how uh, the muscle tone is how strong you are what are we looking like on the outside and then it's often really helpful um, to discuss doing an internal exam as well that can really shed some light on just diving deeper, <clears throat> excuse me, what um, what we're looking at. So, and then once we kind of get that understanding of the why of the symptom, then we uh, then we go down the road of like how do we treat that and what do we do to um, to fix that that tissue. So I can definitely chat about that too if that's if we want to go down that. No, road. I think I think that's good. No, it's okay. I think that just even knowing that is like we need to like advocate for that care that we're often not getting. And I think that's what happens is we go to the doctor and they say, everything's fine. You look great. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, or, and even just, I think sometimes physicians will even excuse that and just say, oh, well, this is normal, you know, like it, it'll go away eventually. And it oftentimes doesn't. Or we'll move quickly to more invasive treatments that perhaps we don't need if we have someone like you to help us to figure out exactly what's going on and to address those specific problems versus some sort of, you know, looking at surgery or whatever that it might not be necessary. So, yeah, will you touch for just a second on what that what that might look like as far as how would you then what do we do to help those muscles? Right. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's definitely, um, I've seen in myself and in my patients and friends that the OBs are like, you're fine. It's normal or it'll get better with time. And unfortunately that is not the case. The women, yeah, the, the self-advocate thing is huge. And here in North Carolina, you don't need a referral from say your primary physician or your OB, like with the therapists now are doctorate level trained to do their own examinations and assessments. And so you just, um, yeah, being your own advocate. Um, 
so yeah, so treatment. So um, say that it is that painful intercourse. Um, a lot of times the muscles in the pelvic floor can develop, um, we would refer to them as having myofascial adhesions. So that's a fancy way of saying a knot. So there's a lot of internal techniques that we can do um, vaginally to work on those trigger points. And that really helps to alleviate a lot of the, um, the pain with penetration um, and the pain that women often have with, um, with intercourse. Um, there's some other things that we can discuss that patients can use at home to do some self-stretch and some work on their own to address these things. Um, I think it's important to know that it is something that is, again, it can be common and women should not feel um, ashamed about it. They shouldn't try to, you know, hold that in. Um, it should be something that they can be, you know, I often tell women, talk to your partner about this, bring your partner, your husband, whoever in here with you so that they can understand and we can all talk about it together um, because it is something that, um, women should not have to suffer with and it can be really debilitating to think well i can't have that that special um you know time with my spouse or whoever um now because i'm having that that pain so so some manual techniques um that can work on on doing that and then a lot of um just exercise prescription very tailored to what the the issue is if it's pubic bone pain tailbone um, again, the pain with penetration and intercourse, it's all different structures that, that can cause those issues. So very good. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I think, like you said, realizing that common versus normal are not the same thing. And also that you know, there, there are answers and there are things that can be done. And it's not something to just suffer with, which is so incredibly important, especially with something so intimate and personal. Um, to women and to help to help our husbands to understand as well. I think that's incredibly helpful. And I think that they do want to understand most of the time and to figure, you know, it's something to work on and figure out together as a, as a team, essentially. So, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I am so grateful for your time today, Katie. And I would love, I know we're, I'm going to post a link to a resource in the notes for this show. Would you tell us a little bit about what that includes? Yeah, absolutely. So I, yes, shared with Emily just my website. There's a lot of information on there. There's a way to contact me on there. Um, but there's a free exercise guide that I've made for women um, during pregnancy, a lot of dispelling of the myths and other things that women hear often during pregnancy. Um, and then I'm also going to share, um, it's a wonderful article. It's actually one that was written for Self Magazine, just um, to understand a little bit more about the pelvic floor, how it's affected during pregnancy, um, and then after. And it shares a little bit of the support in terms of the re research um, and the evidence for pelvic floor therapy as really a first-line treatment for things like the um, incontinence, the prolapse, the painful intercourse is sort of like that pelvic floor PT is the go-to person for those types of symptoms um, and often very successfully treats those things. So, yep. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm hoping that some of the women listening will feel like they have some hope to, yeah. to um, address some of these issues that are very common, but again, not normal. And I'm so grateful for your expertise and thankful for you to be here with us yeah, today. Thank you so, so much for having me. This has been great.
Have a great day, Katie. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Are you an expecting mom or do you know one? If so, then I want to make sure that you know about our Raise Them Well Belly Balm made for expecting moms. This product was developed when I was pregnant with our little Hutch because I wanted to make sure that I was doing my best to eliminate the itch on my stretching belly and to try to prevent stretch marks as much as possible. The cool thing is, is that because this is a magnesium-focused balm, it really helps the skin to stretch while your body is stretching, and it keeps your skin really smooth and moisturized throughout the day, and the magnesium relaxes that skin tissue to help it to stretch without the pain and without the stretch marks. So make sure you check it out for yourself or your expecting friends today.